genetics facts given here have more to do with child health than intelligence however a healthy body houses healthy mind parents with high iq are likely to have intelligent child the child's iq is likely to be an average of father and mother's iq else it may be a copy of either of them at times it can be abnormally low or quite high crick and watson in 1994 who discovered dna say you your joys and sorrows sense of personal identity and free will are in fact no more than the behavior of a vast assembly of nerve cells and their associated molecules the molecular genetic research has started influencing our lives genetic counseling will take an even more important place in future animal experiments have proved that if the occipital area of brain which is responsible for vision is removed and transplanted in another site the animal can regain his vision in short run the form of brain determines the function in the long run if it is used considerably so the brain develops to meet its new challenges there there is a cause so there is an effect the recent advances in genetics have discovered that up to 95% of genes or more are similar in men and animals the difference is in the managerial genes they provide input for utilization of characteristics available as human beings have advanced from one milestone to another over the centuries we have become so different from other living beings another discovery is that genes of all human beings throughout the world are very similar however there are loci present in dna of different races if one looks hard and long at these structures one can pinpoint whether a genetic material belongs to asian caucasian or african person genetic mapping has brought us to this level however we are far from the days when we could order human beings of our likings and the human factory could supply it at a cost human cloning is claimed to have already taken place a clone baby is born and some more are in the line some molecules called small rna have been discovered they control much of the genes behavior this is likely to lead to management of diseases like cancer genes involved in learning and memory processes are in other animals are being studied there may be memory gene a behavioral gene etc until recently it is thought that genes do not determine behavior directly the control developmental and metabolic processes in cns puberty is not the only factor influencing child's behavior molecular genetics techniques can define biological basis and characterize the genes responsible for some form of mental retardation nowadays a revolution is sweeping medical world its impact is going to be much more than that of computers hippocrates said some 2000 400 years ago that the laws of nature rather than the supernatural could explain the working of the body 
Several centuries later, a British surgeon named John Snow discovered in 1854 that cholera is spread by contaminated water. This led to sanitation systems that now protect people from devastating infectious diseases all over the world. Then came surgery with anesthesia. Doctors had a new way of treating human diseases like appendicitis and bowel obstruction. In recent past, introduction of vaccines and antibiotics came up and many infectious diseases could finally be prevented or cured. Nowadays, we treat infectious diseases and surgical problems. Our medicines just help the body heal itself. Many a times treatment relieves symptoms, but it does not correct the underlying problems. Recent advances in genetics will change all that, even behavior, memory, music and intelligence. The field is vast, rather unlimited. Parents may be tempted to order what their child should, should be like. Human genetic engineering, a modern medical revolution, will, will profoundly change the practice of medicine over the next 30 to 40 years. But more than that, its effect will be felt far beyond medicine. It will influence every aspect of our culture. Used carefully, it will increase health and human happiness. But if used unwisely, the genetic engineering of human beings could endanger everything we value, including who and what we are. Human genetic engineering or gene therapy is based on the basis that genes are the defense and healing systems of our body. They protect our body from the assaults of nature, repair the damage caused by disease and restore us to health. It is our genes that when they function abnormally bring on, bring on not only such traditionally understood genetic diseases like sickle cell anemia and Huntington's disease, but also contribute to cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer and mental illness. If we want to cure a disease, we must do it at the level of the genes. The length of life is one of the organism's most integral fundamental characters. It is genetically programmed. For humans, it is about 85 to 100 years. The lifespan of humans and animals roughly correlates with the size of the brain. Lifespan is different from life expectancy. Span is average duration of life in persons who have avoided all diseases and accidents. The life expectancy refers to a number of years the life of life that the individual may statistically expect from birth onwards. It has increased remarkably in the last century. Life expectancy, however, always falls short of lifespan. Depending upon individual circumstances, nutrition, country, environment, diet and disease encounter, the process of aging begins soon after the child grows and it carries on throughout life. According to each one's length of telomere, individual's span of life differs. It also differs greatly in the general factor of cognitive ability. Standardized tests of academic aptitude or achievement measure this intelligence. The cognitive ability is substantially heritable. IQ remains more or less same almost all life except during aging. IQ scores correspond to what people generally mean 
when they speak of intelligence genetic abnormalities are a common cause of disease handicap or death among infants and children in most instances the parents and the child have it, have to endure there is not much which can be done to cure it its consequences have to be understood and faced genetic disease accounts for primary diagnosis of 11 to 15, 11 to 16% of patients admitted to the best pediatric units of teaching hospitals of the world 1% of newborn infants have a hereditary malformation 0.5% has a inborn error of metabolism or an abnormality of the sex chromosomes that causes no physical abnormalities it can be detected only by specific laboratory tests now as the molecular biology is advancing and the genetic engineering is coming up in leaps and bounds some of the questions can be answered however so far as children in this country are concerned they have to suffer in distress for a foreseeable future four categories of genetic defects have been identified in man the single mutant gene abnormalities of chromosomes multifactorial inheritance and cytoplasmic inheritance most abnormalities involve development of the child other genetic abnormalities have been postulated but not proved such as delayed mutation expressed in response to environmental factors it may be a deletion of a chromosome that accentuates the effect of a adjacent gene or expression of the effect of a mutant recessive gene on homologous chromosome genetic disorders common in different races include thalassemia which can be seen in mediterraneans sindhis and punjabis sickle cell anemia in africans and chatisgarhi kurmis saus chandrakars maharashtrians mahars and bauls cystic fibrosis in north europeans albinism in in north europeans tsx disease in eskenazi zoos congenital adrenal hyperplasia in eskimos the pediatricians have to first try to find out and recognize that the disease inherited then its pattern of inheritance is identified lastly the clinical nature of disease is clarified risk of disease occurring in next siblings and next generation must be identified before one can contemplate advising parents on this regard genes involved in learning and memory processes in other animals are being studied there may be a memory gene a behavioral gene etc until recent it is thought that genes do not determine behavior directly they control development and metabolic processes in cns puberty is not the only factor influencing child behavior the genome now the scientists have completely drafted genome gene, genetic sequencing of the human body this step is big enough to make the computer look like a minor innovation one of the pioneers of human genetic engineering predicts that within 30 years there will be gen- gene based therapy for most chronic diseases all that remains is to work out exactly how these chemicals control the life and activities of our cells the relatively simple genetic code four chemical bases which combine in threes to make a codone which dictate the structure of proteins was found in 1960s since then 
scientists have developed increasingly sophisticated techniques to isolate, study and manipulate DNA and its functional units, the genes. The uses can be well seen now, DNA fingerprinting for crying, insights into the basis, basis of cancer, screening methods for genetic disease. I do not know for sure whether human intelligence can be affected by it. The genomics is, is likely to take central stage in next decade. It studies the entire set of an organism's molecular instructions. This will start to deliver on the promise of genetic revolution. Completion of human gene, gene, genome can be compared to establishing the periodic table of elements. I genuinely believe that we are living through the greatest intellectual moments of history, writes the British author Matt Ridley in his book Genome. The decade of 2000 is going to be to belong to genes. Till a decade ago, reading a few thousand chemical letters or bases was enough to earn a PhD. The equipment has now been miniaturized, automated and mass produced such that a single sequencing machine about the size of a small computer can now read 500,000 bases in a single day. In March 2000, the project leaders announced that they would complete the first draft of genome by the spring of 2000, five years before initially planned. The first major genomic event is the publication of fully sequenced genome of fruit fly. The fruit fly is the workhorse of studies of genetics and development, genetics and developmental biology. More than 6,000 research labs around the world study the fly and is the model for much of what we know about human inheritance, development and growth. We need the information if we are going to solve problems like diabetes, hypertension and schizophrenia. About 50 million acres of genetically modified crops in the United States alone use this information. Agricultural scientists say that data will help them engineer a whole new generation of GM crops, more nutritious, fast growing and requiring less pesticide and fertilizer than earlier. By understanding the genetic basis of cancer, scientists may be able to cure it. The same will be true for other diseases like Alzheimer's and diabetes and aging. Once a defective or poorly functioning gene is discovered, we will be able to give the individual a more effective gene to replace the weak one. Gene therapy is still too inefficient to be helpful in most cases, but progress is rapid and the first treatments are expected to be available for the public over the next few years. There are two primary ways that genes can be used to treat diseases. In gene therapy, one or more genes are injected into the patient to replace those which are absent or are not working properly. This approach has been used to treat rare enzyme disorders including one known as ADA deficiency. And clinical trials have employed gene therapy against a broad range of disorders like heart disease, many forms of cancer, arthritis, AIDS, hemophilia, cystic fibrosis and muscular dystrophy. The second way to exploit genes to treat diseases is known as small molecular therapy. 
it is given to the patient to modify the function of one or more genes in the body pharmaceutical and biochemical biotech companies are investing heavily in both of these approaches the greatest success so far has been in stimulating new blood vessel growth in the heart to treat heart failure or in the limbs to correct faulty circulation treatment of a number of diseases genetic diseases like hemophilia are now available there has also been significant progress in the use of gene therapy to deliver vaccines for protection against aids and several types of cancers and now now the same has been used in covid-19 vaccination most physicians expect that in the first 10 years of this century we are ex- having an explosion of genetic therapy treatments the toxicity has been extremely low during 400 or so clinical trials the recent unexpected and unexplained death of gene therapy patient in university of pennsylvania clinical trial shows how little we understand about him human body and how our body responds to potent treatment so there is something there human genes have been identified that appear to influence behavior that is our concern an affinity for risk taking intelligence and even sexual preference they have known for years that genes influence body size and muscle mass the temptation to try to use genes to improve ourselves is very strong maybe even irresistible if such crucial decisions are left to the marketplace might we ultimately engineer ourselves to the point where we are no longer human beings we cannot dictate to the people of 100 years from now what they should do they will care as little about our opinion as we care about the mandates of 19th century forebearers they might want to engineer their genes as routinely for becoming an artist or a scientist our duty is to go into the era of human genetics engineering as respectfully as possible we should not use human genetic engineering for any other purpose than the treatment of serious diseases no matter how tempting it might be scientists used to think those adult illnesses like diabetes obesity or cardiovascular disease or breast cancer were the result of either unhealthy living of bad genes or bad genes startling new research suggests that these conditions may have roots before birth when john carter was born 73 years ago the doctor in the town of where just north of london wasn't sure if this little boy would make it he weighed mere 3.4 pounds surviving was rather a miracle until his early 50s then it was discovered that carter had high blood pressure and diabetes research suggests that the roots of both his high blood pressure and his diabetes go back to his life in the womb scientists now think that conditions during gestation ranging from hormones that flow from the mother to how well the placenta delivers nutrients shape the health of the adult that fetus becomes the health 
वी इन्जॉय थ्रू आउट लाइफ इज डिटर्मिन टू एन एक्सटेंट बाई द कंडीशन इन विच वी डेवलप स्पेशली हाउ आवर ब्रेन फंक्शन इट सजेस्ट दैट एडल्ट इलनेसेज ड्यू टू फॉल्टी लाइफ स्टाइल इंस्टेड रिफ्लेक्ट फीटल प्रोग्रामिंग वी हैव नोन फॉर ए वाइल दैट एल्कोहल रीच इज द फिटस एंड इट कैन लीड टू मेंटल ट्रांडेशन एंड हार्ट डिफेक्ट्स दैट आर द टॉक्सिन्स एंड दैट द टॉक्सिन्स ऑफ टोबेको कैन कॉज अपर रेस्पिरेटरी ट्रैक्ट एंड ईयर इन्फेक्शंस द डिस्कवरी ऑफ फीटल प्रोग्रामिंग माइट नेवर हैव हैपन्ड इफ डॉक्टर डेविड बार्कर ऑफ इंग्लैंड यूनिवर्सिटी ऑफ साउथ हेम्पटन हैड नॉट नोटिस्ड इन नाइनटीन एट्टी फोर सब मैप्स विच डिस्प्ले मेजर्स ऑफ हेल्थ इन यू के बार्कर सॉ दैट न्यू नेटल मॉर्टेलिटी इन द अर्ली नाइनटीन हंड्रेड वॉज हाई इन द सेम रीजन वेयर Usually, infant mortality rises in the pockets of poverty. Heart disease is supposed, supposedly, a disease of affluence, butter, ghee, junk food, meat, etc. They do not occur together. Britain's Medical Research Council hired an Oxford University historian to look at these records. The best records were in Hertfordshire. There, a midwife had recorded. the weight of every baby born in the shire from 1911 to 1945 studies of 1300 13249 men born in hertfordshire and sheffield they found that a man who weighed less than 5.5 pounds at birth has a 50% greater chance of dying of heart disease than a man with higher birth weight using other birth records from india barker found the same link in a 1996 study again low birth weight predicted coronary heart disease especially in the middle aged 11% of 42 to 62 year olds who weighed 5.5 pounds or less at birth got it compared to 3% in those who are chubby the link between low birth weight and cardiovascular disease is now one of the strongest of the whole field of fetal programming holding across continents as well as genders this is called by barker's hypothesis the sub optimal conditions in in the womb that stunt the baby's growth also give risk factors that lead to heart disease national institutes of health held a conference on the link between conditions in the womb and breast cancer people link it to the cardiovascular disease kidney disease and other illnesses a very high birth weight may be a marker for uterine influences that prime memory tissue for cancer growth factors make a fetus larger such factors include insulin leptin and estrogen if the mother has high levels of these substances it may alter memory tissue and it responds to estrogen during puberty by becoming malignant that may or may not be the fact fact however that that is what has been noted obesity this was this was the first trait suspected of reflecting life in the womb in world war 2 the nazis tried to starve the population of western holland from september 19 
1944 until the following May. Men who were fetuses during all or part, part of the period showed a pattern. If their mothers were starving during the first trimester from March to May 1945, but got adequate food later, the men were born heavier, longer and with larger heads than babies in the normal period. As adults, they were more likely to be obese. If their mothers went hungry only in the, in the final trimester, if the babies were born in November 1944, say the men usually stayed swelled. swelled. What may happen is this. If food is scarce during the first trimester, the fetus develops a so-called thrifty phenotype. Its metabolism is set so that every available calorie sticks or the availability or scarcity of food may affect the appetite centers of the fetal brain. In that case, undernutrition early in fetal life could set like eat whatever, whatever is around. You never know when famine will hit. An abundance of food keeps it at no need to pick up. Fetuses undernourished later in gestation may develop fewer fat cells. It is in the later months that most cells are added. That makes it harder to become fat after birth. Obesity is now common in in affluent class because of rich fatty diets, poor physical activity and no outdoor games. Obesity does not seem to have much relation with intelligence. Diabetes. Being thin at birth puts a child at high risk of diabetes in middle age says Leon of London School of Hygiene. The effect is powerful. Diabetes is three times more common in 60-year-old men who as newborns bear in the bottom fifth of a on a scale of plumpness. One explanation is that inadequate nutrition programs the, the fetus to develop a thrifty metabolism. That includes insulin resistance so the body saves existing glucose stores. When this metabolism meets junk food, the body is flooded with glucose and the person becomes diabetic. But diabetes is a prime example of low life in the womb, is not an immutable sentence. Although thinness at birth raises the risk of developing diabetes in middle age, that risk is much reduced if you stay thin. The new science of fetal programming suggests that genes are not the only important things. Programming is equally, if not more important, than our genes in determining how we perform intellectually and physically. A fetal programming becomes better understood. It, it reminds of Lamarckism. It says that traits acquired by an organism during its lifetime can be passed on to children. Modern genetics shows that inheritance does not work that way. But according to fetal programming, some traits a mother acquires can be given to her child. If she becomes diabetic, then she floods her fetus with glucose. As a result, the child may become diabetic in adulthood. In Brave New World, Aldous Huxley described how workers at the Central London 
it's a hatchery where fetuses where fetuses grow in special broths adjust the ingredients of the amniotic soup depending on which kind of child they need they need children destined to work in chemical factories were treated so that they can tolerate lead and cadmium those destined to pilot rockets are cons- constantly rotated so that they can learn to enjoy being upside down the genetic diseases may be autosomal or sex linked recessive or dominant a list of diseases is given below they interest us since some of them affect intelligence single mutant genes can present in four patterns following mendel's inheritance autosomal recessive autosomal dominant sex linked recessive sex linked dominant this kind of grouping of diseases helps in understanding clinical presentation and genetic counseling autosomal recessive in this kind of disorder the child of two heterogeneous parents has 25% chance of suffering from the disease males and females both can be equally affected and children are affected persons are heterozygous this kind of problem is more likely to be seen in consanguineous marriages such as seen in andhra and in muslims examples are adrenogenital syndrome albinism cystic fibrosis galactosemia sickle cell anemia thalassemia hardler syndrome and phenylketonuria autosomal dominant here the transmission occurs from one person to the child so disease is not so devastating spontaneous mutation is common examples are achondroplasia huntington's chorea marfan syndrome neurofibromatosis tuber tuberous sclerosis retinoblastoma and polycystic kidneys <coughs> x linked recessive this is sex linked disease here only males are affected these males are related to the carrier females all daughters are carriers carrier females have 50% chance of giving the genes to each of their children each son has 50% chance of inheriting the mutant gene examples are color blindness hemophilia a and b ocular albinism diabetes insipidus g6pd deficiency duchenne muscular dystrophy and and hunter syndrome then x linked dominant very few x linked dominant genes have been identified males and females are affected males are more often severely affected and disease is transmitted from generation to the next all daughters of the, of the affected father are affected but sons are spared examples include vitamin d resistant rickets genetic counseling you will realize that genetics is very important for the children study the genetic intelligence tree in both sides of the blood relatives the best time to get these things right is at the time of deciding about marriage marriage and living together leads to offspring they in turn belong to one or the other setup not much can be done after that intelligence of future generations is influenced by the decisions about marriage and bringing up bringing up children however 
those people who decide on the basis of money or status alone may get it all wrong. Diseases inherited by the families also get transmitted. <coughs> For a parent who has had a genetic disorder in the family or a sibling is born with genetic or congenital disorder, genetic counseling takes a prime importance. Options are available before the pediatrician and the parents. It is usually advisable to open the choices before the parents. They can be made, they can make up their mind on what decision is to be taken. Many a times they ask the advice from the consultant. This opinion depends on the possibility of this or other siblings. All this time, the pediatrician needs to be aware of the details of the decisions made by parents and the circumstances of the family. A serious thought of the needs of the family is to be given before a decision is made. Decisions must be recorded after being made. The following decisions can be taken. No further action. Restructure family size, adoption, artificial insemination by donor, ovum donations, prenatal diagnosis, selective termination of pregnancy. Among child psychiatric disorders, autism stands out with genetic basis. Anorexia nervosa and schizophrenia also may have genetic components. Twin and family studies indicate genetic basis of bipolar and serious unipolar disorders. It is understandable that certain types of abnormal behavior are under strong genetic control. Advances in genetic studies and chromosomal staining, cloning and genetic engineering are giving rise to new hopes. Parental prenatal diagnosis is useful if one wants to give proper genetic counseling. Amniocentesis is recommended for mothers above 35 years of age. Old women have the highest rate of abnormal child, maybe about 1%. This is usually done at 16 weeks gestation. Chorionic villus biopsy at 9 to 12 weeks of Pregnancy is also done for similar reasons. A direct DNA analysis is now possible, especially useful for hemoglobinopathy, a blood disorder, and for cell cultures. Amniotic fluid alpha fetoproteins can be measured. It is high in diseases involving brains like anencephaly, meningobiosis, encephalocele, and amphalocele. If a parent has history of such ailments in previous child, this test is very useful to confirm or rule out such, such abnormalities in subsequent pregnancies. Abdominal ultrasonography is useful to pick up various diseases of the fetus. It helps in calculation of gestational age, single or multiple pregnancies, placental position and diagnosis of congenital abnormalities such as the aphrodite hernia and deo atresia. Conventional radiology helps in diagnosis of bony abnormalities of the fetus. It also helps in assessment of fetal age in the last trimester. Nowadays, almost all pregnancies are covered by fetal ultrasound during pregnancy. However, in certain pockets of the world, this facility may not be available. In, in clinically appraising and managing the child with an inherited disorder, three phases are critical. Recognizing that the condition is inherited, identifying the pattern of inheritance and its effect on the child's intelligence. 
clarifying the clinical nature of disorder which includes understanding of the risk of dis- diseases occurrence in siblings or other members of the family recognition that it condition is hereditary may be difficult when the patient has no affected relatives with many advances in cytogenetic procedures counseling for chromosomal abnormalities is becoming more precise aberrant chromosome can usually be identified small translocations deletions and inversions can often be distinguished fairly accurate risk risk figures can be given for inherited translocations but the recurrence risk following aneuploidy or sporadic deletion or translocations are still based on empiric data amniocentesis with culture and karyotyping of cells obtained from amniotic fluid has provided a practical tool for identifying chromosomal defects in utero and by selective abortion to prevent the birth of chromosomal abnormal offspring because of the risks involved in this procedure estimated as one fetal loss in 200 or 400 procedures priority indications are situations in which a parent is known to be chromosomal abnormal maternal age is above 35 and there has been a previous trisomic child physicians have the responsibility to ensure that mothers are aware of the availability of intrauterine diagnosis and of the increased risk of chromosomal aberrations related related to maternal age chorionic villus biopsy is in the process of being evaluated for safety and accuracy for a long time if it proves to be accurate at risk of fetus fetal loss proves to be higher than that of the amniocentesis it will pro- primarily be used when there is a relatively high risk of abnormal fetus it can only be done in certain good centers